Holistish. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holistish, your favorite podcast about roosters in Brooklyn. Are they allowed? Is anyone going to tell on you? Who's to say? There's some near me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Roosters, having roosters is very holistic in my opinion. And chickens, right? Having roosters two doors down from me makes me want to scream because (laughs) they go off at five in the morning and they don't stop. They say, pow, pow, wake up. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Well, here we are back for another episode of Holistish, the podcast where we talk about holistic health, wellness, and beauty with a healthy dose of skepticism. I'm Sierra. I'm Jenna. And today we have a quite interesting uh topic for you yeah. guys we were emailed by a lovely listener at 2 a.m <laughs> a few Love nights it. ago um do we have that person's name do we want to shout them out sylvia shout sylvia, out yes. thank you thank you sylvia okay so sylvia said guys you gotta watch toxic beauty on stars so we did we watched this yeah. documentary called toxic beauty it's on stars i did the seven day trial through hulu make sure to cancel it lol you can also <laughs> rent it on amazon for like two or three dollars four dollars i don't know yeah i think it's like um, 4.99 or something like that right so it's accessible um i highly recommend it maybe yeah let's talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> okay Toxic Beauty is a 2019 American documentary film about the exposure to dangerous substances from naturally unsafe use and inadequate regulation of commonly trusted beauty products such as baby powder. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so Phyllis Ellis directed and produced by White Pine Pictures. This film premiered at the Hot Docs Canadian International Documentary Film Festival in April 2019. The documentary follows experiences and motivations of beauty product consumers, as well as the experiences of cancers caused by brand name cosmetics, including, but not limited to, Johnson and Johnson. Ugh. Features include interviews... Satan and Satan. <laughs> Satan and Satan, yes. Uh, interviews with scientists, doctors, lawyers about issues surrounding a substandard regulation system, and scientist Mimi Nguyen's journey of discovery as she seeks to replace commonly used products with safer ones. Also, side note, did you see that tweet that was like, white people are going to learn how to pronounce Elon Musk's name before they learn to pronounce when? (laughs) (gasps) Tragic. (laughs) It's a scary time, people. Yeah, racism so bad and I hate it all. And go fuck yourself if you're racist. Okay, bye. Yeah, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Anyway, (laughs) we just needed to speak out on that. Silence is just as bad as compliance, so... We are saying, fuck racism. There's lots of things on Facebook going around, like resources for anti-racism, um, documentaries and stuff. We should upload a link. Yeah. Okay, we will. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to toxic well, beauty. <laughs> anyways, it's it's important. But um, yeah, so we encourage you all to go watch this movie and we'll kind of like go through it. Um, try not to give any spoilers away. But basically, um, the this movie starts out talking um, with various women that are suffering with ovarian cancer um, and kind of like they kind of talk about this link with ovarian cancer and baby powder. They then go on to kind of discuss um, issues that are detailed in the book like Silent Spring which is about 
uh, environmental issues and just like chemicals in general. Um, and then, as you just said, it kind of follows like the journey of um, this uh, young lady who's about to enter medical school um, as she like kind of goes through this journey trying to figure out like, are the products she's using harmful? Like, what does it mean that she's putting all these maybe toxins or chemicals in her body? Um, what could be the long term effects? The documentary also goes on to kind of um, highlight why in America do we have this kind of innocent until proven guilty mentality when it comes to chemicals and products, especially for women. It also highlights the fact that cosmetic regulation hasn't been changed since the 1930s. And then it also kind of goes back and forth with, you know, like, how should we hold companies like Johnson & Johnson responsible? Like, they knew that maybe there was an issue with talc back back in the 60s, but it took so much time for them to kind of come to that, not even conclusion, but to kind of like bring that to the public's knowledge. And then at the end of the film, Mimi ends up like undergoing testing to kind of see what kind of uh, products, like byproducts are in her body before versus after when she does like her normal makeup and skincare routine versus like a clean or detox routine to kind of show the audience like do these things linger in your body? But yeah, that's kind of like the a quick version of the movie. I think that everybody should watch it, P.S. <laughs> I think it's important to say that like the reason we started this podcast, like I graduated medical school, so like I know shit about like science. She's a doctor. <laughs> Sierra's a doctor, everyone. Yeah. So if you think that we are just dumb bitches, yeah, you no. got thing coming. I am, but Sierra's not. No, but I, no, you're not. But I think what's funny, it's like with these kind of like gray area things, like even with holistic health and like, are these products like harmful? Like these are kind of like, I, I don't know, like answers. I think it's just important. Like the reason of this podcast is not to go tit for tat, like, let me find some nature articles and, like, rat studies, because that's, like, boring, and, like, I don't know, it's just, like, us kind of discussing as things that are a little bit outside of our element, like, what our thoughts are, like, how valid are these things, but I think people should just realize that there's always, like, two sides of the coin, and we'll just say that before we get into this, but... I do know science, so I'm not just yeah. like, talking out of my ass when I'm There's gonna... two sides to every coin. Yeah. And this is our podcast, and we can do what I, we want, yeah. and Dr. Sierra is here <laughs> to tell you to shut the fuck up and listen. No, but I think, yeah, it, it's just like if this were just like me reading articles, that would be really boring. I think just as people in general, we're just interested in this kind of stuff, like personally. So I think let's have a discussion. Let's talk about it. Because I really, I enjoyed it but we can, we can get into it. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Okay. So did you ever think about like chemicals and shit in your products? I mean, I think we both have, that's why we do this. Exactly. But my, I guess my question for both of us is like, at what age did you kind of realize that you should be maybe researching the ingredients and products? Um, you know, I think that I never thought about like researching ingredients unfortunately mm-hmm. I just kind of am one of those consumers that listens to marketing <laughs> okay I feel like even in high school I think both of us were aware like use this not that but I don't know where that comes from you know like who told us that because I oh, remember yeah, being I guess you're like right. I remember reading like the ingredient labels on like lotions and perfumes and products ever since I was really young but I wonder if that's because I have sensitive skin and that's like what the doctor told me to do 
you know? And I mean, and I have some, I mean, I can distinctly remember in sixth grade getting gifted like a Bath and Body Works lotion and being so excited and putting it on my legs and having (laughs) hives for days. Yeah. I can't use that shit. Yeah. Like, so I, and, and, oh, I actually, oh my gosh, I totally know if this counts. Uh, So my dad was a, worked for uh, a company that made chemicals for Clinique and Estee Lauder. Oh my God. So he would always bring home like really nice Clinique makeup, grab bags and stuff. And that's why I've been a Clinique girl forever. And my mom always used it, which we will talk about some Clinique products later. Um, they are yeah. better. Clean, they really are. As they say. They're not, they're not cruelty free, unfortunately, yeah. which is the problem, but yeah. that's a whole different subject. But today we're talking about exactly. humans and, and products effects on us as people. Cruelty free products are a whole nother yeah. A whole nother episode. We're mostly talking about, like, the chemical content of the products. Right. But, yeah. Exactly. No, I think that's interesting you say that because my mom had a lot of skin problems, so I feel like it was always ingrained in me to, like, look at the ingredients, like, that kind of thing. But I think why we're talking about this is because I, I think for a lot of people, they never had really thought about what was in the products they were using day to day before until, like, you know, you see an article or you see... A documentary like this. Yeah, and I think that if I hadn't had the privileged access to like exactly Clinique and Estee Lauder and the and the bougie brands, like I would have. I mean, and I still use drugstore stuff, but like yeah, it's it's not something that a lot of people think about or until recently. I think exactly. Yeah, I would say definitely within the last ten years, I could see like the general public kind of like taking. Not more of a stance, but, like, it being emphasized more. But we'll talk about that, too. Um, What were your initial thoughts? Like, we'll talk about, like, our um, final thoughts. But what were your initial, like, thoughts watching this film? Like, did you think of it positively or negatively? Or what were your thoughts? Um, At first, I was like, this is kind of scary. Like, I don't like this. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I want to watch this. Um, But I obviously (laughs) did. Uh. I think I was, like, really nervous at first, and I was like, wait, is this fear-mongering? What's going on here? And then, like, I don't know. It was just a very sobering experience throughout the documentary, I think. Yeah, I agree. I thought, like, initially I thought it was a good thing to kind of, like, bring to light, like, maybe to make people think about it more. And I think something that's different than a lot of documentaries like this that I watch, something that was different about this one was that I feel like there was a lot of, like, doctors and actual, like, epidemiologists and people in in the science that were featured, which I think is, like, very unique and, like, pretty positive. Because a lot of the times in these types of documentaries, it's, like, someone sitting at home on their couch, like a Reddit sleuth, and I'm just like, okay, sorry, but what are your credentials, sir? Like the, like the guy on the other documentary we watched who ordered the pajamas from Justice or whatever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I get it. I understand, like, being a concerned, like, person, and I understand that's how, like, you know, you get the spark for a documentary, but I guess I appreciated that it was coming from kind of, like, a different approach. Like, the girl that they follow was starting medical school. She, you know, is very, like, aware um about like maybe these chemicals or she just like I feel like it's like truly like a like I have this hypothesis let me logically do this stuff to see if it proves my point or not I really like that it was like able to be followed and it kind of did have some scientific relevance yeah absolutely it was it was very well researched and and put together really well I think yeah 
Okay, and so one of the main, I guess, themes in the whole documentary is the discussion of J&J baby powder and ovarian cancer. So, okay, we talked about this briefly, but I have never used baby powder in my life. So this was, like, so shocking to me that um, there were so many, I guess, like, cases or that this was a huge issue. Did you know about this before watching the movie? Yeah, I actually did because I can remember, uh, I think maybe early high school, I was using baby powder for something and my mom ran in the bathroom and like Mm -hmm. slapped it out of my hand and she was like, don't use that. (laughs) So like she knew, like she must have seen something, you know, on the news. And this was back in like 2009, probably. So I think I mostly just used baby powder for like my hair sometimes if it was a little gracie you know um and then I think like I must have heard through the grapevine or something that it was good for your chach like the outside that's crazy like after you shave so I think I maybe did it one or two times but I was like this is I don't like this. So I didn't really do it, but I am terrified that I actually did do it, like, once, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, after watching this. Yeah. So. And then, going through the documentary, I guess, like, what do you think about Mimi's approach, and what do you think about, like, the urine testing? Is that something you would do to, like, see if there's parabens in your body and stuff? (sighs) So, I feel like Mimi used more products than I have ever used in my life. I mean, she definitely, I mean, props to her because she was super honest about it and open, but she really used like a ton of makeup on the daily and, and it went back to her like insecurity about her looks and stuff, which made me feel bad. I know. I felt bad that she was insecure. Um, but that's just like the freaking whitewashing of goddamn America and everybody thinking the thing. I know. (gasps) I can't even. Okay. That's another. Oh, no, I'm going to get on my soapbox after <gasps> okay. this. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Mimi feel, felt like she was not, like, the European beauty because of fucking yeah. <gasps> white people. Okay, anyway. Um, so, but Mimi was insecure, and so she did wear a lot of makeup and stuff, I think, to, to counteract yeah. that. And then also makeup can yeah. be, like, a hobby for people, of course, which is, like, a very yeah. healthy and great. And makeup makes you feel good, so we're all about that, of course. As yeah. far as the urine testing, like, mm, I I think it would just scare the fuck out of me, so I don't want to do it. Because she, I like, know. hers was really high, right? Like, she had three times the amount of something. Yeah. Was it pa- Yeah, it was, like, parabens, and it was, like, yeah. the chart showed, like, the 95th percentile, and she was, like, three times yeah. up above that or something, which is crazy, but... Wait, I think that's a good point. And this is my main issue with the whole film. So, like, Mimi is on this journey to find, like, clean products and to kind of, like, rid herself of these toxins um, throughout the film. And she talks about her insecurity and why she feels like she has to use, like, um, all these products and she dyes her hair blonde and she's, like, concerned that maybe, like, using this pro- these products could, like, lead to something bad down the line. What was I going to say? Oh, and I think this... This is not what the film was trying to say, maybe, but this is what I got out of it. The thing that made me, like, my issue with the film is, like, it should be, like, why are women feeling pressured to, like, use all these products? That's, like, kind of what I thought, because I think she said she uses, like, 27 products a day, like, when she sat down and, like, counted it out or something like that. But then, like, I'm thinking, like, 
yes, like, makeup is empowering, and, like, some people, like you said, like, use makeup as a hobby, but it's, like, is that because we actually, like, enjoy the makeup, or is it because, like, society has put that pressure on us, and then everyone's, like, buy, buy, buy beauty products, blah. I think I really, and I could be wrong, but this is just my opinion, so nobody freak the fuck out, (laughs) um, (laughs) I really think that if makeup wasn't such a societal pressure, if women weren't told to, like, look beautiful and you will be rewarded, I don't know that as many people would have makeup as a hobby. I know, and that's what I was thinking about, too. It's like, okay, I understand, like, I like makeup, you like makeup, we like skincare, but it's like, do we actually need some of these things to feel confident, or is that what, like, the industry has made us feel like? It's the, I think that everything goes down to marketing, like exactly we, we for a hundred years we've been told that we would just be pretty and accepted if we bought this thing and we would just yeah. feel better and smell better if we bought this thing it's all about putting money in these fucking millionaires pockets <laughs> and i think it's like women are like meant to feel shame about stuff because people yeah. were talking about like them using baby powder it's like oh i needed to stay fresh mm-hmm. or whatever and it's like I just feel like instead of just having, like, normal bodily, like, functions and smells or whatever, it's, like, the industry is, like, here's another product to make you less disgusting, which makes you, like, feel bad, and then you feel like you need it, which is a problem within itself, and I think the documentary didn't really go too much into that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's because all of these are such huge cans of worms. Like, exactly. if you want to talk about why people, why women put baby powder in their panties, why so many women put baby powder in their panties, is because women are made to feel like their vaginal aroma is wrong. And that it's just, true. it's not. It's insane. There is nothing yeah. wrong with vagina smell. Okay, you can tell if something funky's going on down there. If you got a yeast infection, that's fine. But I am so sick of like products making us feel like we are we have to stay <laughs> fresh down there. Your vagina, We're gross. your vulva and all that shit, it produces chemical what does it produce? You tell me. It it self-cleans, right? Like discharge. It's, it does its own thing. Yeah, Thank you. Basically. Excuse yeah. me, doctor, can you please be more um uh, <laughs> eloquent, but I'm just saying, like you, your female genitalia no, cleans itself. You don't have to put baby powder in your panties, and it makes oh. me feel so <laughs> terrible that these women died because of this. Well, I allegedly. know potentially, <sighs> yeah, allegedly, yeah. I think the whole thing, which I wish the documentary talked about more, it's like I. I don't have the same experience as Mimi because I'm coming from a place where I am, like, a super atopic person and I, like, didn't wear perfume, never really wore scented lotions, like, my mom wasn't super into makeup, so I didn't really wear a bunch of makeup ever in my life. So it's, like, I'm not coming from the same place, but I think, like, instead of saying, like, here's all these toxins in this product, like, I would have liked it if the documentary would have gone into, like, let's just eliminate straight up products instead of let's like switch to a different type of product you know what I'm saying because it's like why do we need all these things as women why do we need like um like hair oil and a heat protector then a hairspray then a dry shampoo and then we need like five milli like foundation then concealer then powder it's just like I would like the approach of let's like just eliminate stuff in general because I don't know I just I don't know if you it's like hard it's hard to explain because some people like love makeup and it's their passion and 
you know, they do it to feel confident. But again, how much of that is just the industry telling us we need that and putting chemicals in the products so we buy it and we don't even know about it. That's the scary thing. Yeah. It's just, it. I get riled up because especially during this time when we're quarantined and none of us are wearing makeup. I mean, if you are, that's fine. But I haven't touched it yeah. in weeks. Yeah. And like... We're, we're dressing up tomorrow for RuPaul, but uh, this will be the Ooh. first time I put on makeup. Yes. And now I'm scared, too, because of this documentary. <laughs> no! Okay, and then I think one other point we should talk about is our feelings about the United States' approach to, um, like, potential additives being innocent until proven guilty, so to speak. So, for example, instead of, like, doing testing with certain additives... And seeing if they're really safe or not, it seems like from this docu- from what this documentary is saying, the U.S. just kind of has like a base level of is it safe, yes or no, and then you know like makes the product with that certain um, additive, and then if it causes problems down the line, then it gets eliminated. But in other countries, there's more like extensive testing. It sounds like, and um, there was like a figure in the documentary where. Like, all these countries have, like, hundreds of banned additives, but the U.S. only has, like, 11 or something like that. So what are your thoughts on that? I guess, what do you think about the U.S.'s approach to, like, innocent until proven guilty when it comes to toxic chemicals? I guess I kind of didn't understand that, and then I realized that it was, like, it was the, like, apologize later thing. (sighs) And it was stupid. Yeah, I I think that that's really messed up. I can't believe that that's even a thing. But also, is it true that Johnson & Johnson baby powder isn't sold in the U.S. Yeah, anymore? I Googled it after this. I didn't know that. I think that. they took out their talc powder off the shelves, like, recently, and they're looking for substitutes. Well, you know, people use that cornstarch powder that doesn't have talc Yeah, in it. that's... So there's yeah. a substitute. Yeah. Exactly. But I think that's the thing that needs to change, like... Yeah. In relation to this documentary, like, the U.S. just needs to have more testing, in my opinion. I think that would, like, solve a lot of this. But I think it's, like, important. Like, so what were your pros and cons on the film? So I think that the pros of the film was that it it was really informative about something that maybe yeah. a lot of people didn't know about. I knew, like, just the surface yeah. of the um, baby powder situation. Uh, but yeah. I didn't realize it affected that many women, which was really interesting to, yeah. to learn about. Um, yeah. And, you know... It just, it really brought an awareness to maybe what's in, I mean, I feel like we talk about what's in your products all the time, but this one made me feel like, yeah. oh my God, the Holistic listeners need to know, like, I feel like we haven't warned them enough, yeah. you know? No, I agree with you. I think it was good to sh- shed light on, like, maybe you should think about your products a little bit, but I also want to be, like, the devil's advocate that I always am, and it's, like, if you went tit for tat and did this with every single, like, surface you come into contact with product clothes you put on your body um things you eat like you just wouldn't eat or do anything so I do want everyone to take that with a grain of salt um and I think like something also I wanted to mention is I don't know like what the goal was of this documentary really like I understand like to bring awareness but like replacing some of these additives with other things like doesn't mean it's better I think that's something to think about too Because the next substitute could be just as bad. Like, if they're talking about parabens, maybe, like, there's, like, so many paraben substitutes that are actually, like, not that great because they actually cause, like, um, like, bacteria to form, if that makes sense. So, it's just, like, maybe the alternative isn't as great, so that's something to think about. 
Um, and then something else I wanted to talk about is, um, like, there was so much emphasis on, like, these things are detected in your body, these things are detected in your body, ah, everyone freak out. But, like, that's not necessarily, like, a terrible thing, like, if the jury's out on if this thing is toxic or not, because, like, you have organs that, like, filter things in your body, you know? And, like, yeah, let's say, exactly. like, oh, I just chugged a, like, nitro cold brew and, like, oh, there's caffeine in my body. Well, it's, like, yeah, you just ingested it. Like, that's just how things work. So I don't know if that's, like, necessarily, like, a terrible thing. But I just think, like, there needs to be a little bit more context, if that makes sense. Yeah, I felt like there was some fear-mongering and also, like, yeah. emotional manipulation, definitely, yeah. which is I'm not saying is invalid um but yeah. is obviously really sad to talk to people and like see the firsthand experiences of the women affected um yeah. in the documentary but I was just like oh I'm getting upset and I don't want to <laughs> yeah and I understand the point I just think it's just bringing something else to light that you need to think about I think the main takeaway that we got from this is to, like, look at the products we're using and maybe consider switching them out, if that makes sense. <laughs> we decided to go through our everyday products to see if they have bad ingredients and kind of, like, end with giving you some uh, recommendations and other resources if you're curious. So, Jenna, would you like to go through your everyday products? And then I will go through mine. <laughs> oh, okay, so we'll start with our body cream. So I use the Cetaphil body cream. It's aluminum-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, phthalate-free, paraben-free, fluoride-free, no fragrance, derm-tested and recommended. This is for all you, like, eczema kids. Cetaphil is, like, the dermatologist BFF. Mm -hmm. They have huge ones in, like, the office and stuff. Yeah, here's mine. It's a tub. Yep. Pro tip. Yeah, and they have, like, the huge pump ones, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I love me some Cetaphil. Okay, so mine is a little more fun. It's Dr. Teal's Milk and Honey Body Lotion. You can get it at Walmart. <laughs> what? No, wait, wait. I lied. I don't know if you get it at Walmart. I think, I think no, because they have they sell the Epsom yeah. salt. You can't yeah. get it at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's paraben and phthalate free mm-hmm. and dermatologist tested. It has all the really long mm-hmm. list of all the things on it. Um, but it did say that it was paraben and phthalate free. <laughs> so I, I, la- I mean, I really like it too. I use it after yeah. I shave my legs and I rub it on my whole body and it's so nice. I think these are like approved. They have pretty good yeah. ingredients. Definitely. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so now we use deodorant every day. We've already talked about this a lot. So I use Native. It's aluminum-free, vegan, paraben-free. Ingredients are pretty good. But before this, you know, I used to use um, Old Spice. (laughs) Jenna. Yeah. So uh, mine is Old Spice Timber with mint. It's the deodorant, not the antiperspirant. Mm -hmm. So the deodorant's blue. The antiperspirant is white, just so you guys Mm -hmm. know. Um, So here's the complete list of ingredients that are on the package. Propylene glycol water, propylene glycol, sodium stearate, fragrance PPG3, mistral ether, tetrasodium ET, ET, EDTA, blue number one. That's it. Yeah. Is that suspicious to you? No, I think that's like, there's less, there's just less overall. Like I hear, we could talk about this in a whole other episode, but EDTA is like, eh, like, 50-50 is it good or bad propylene glycol people talk shit about but you actually need it in products like it's a stabilizer I believe so 
I don't think, I think these ingredients are not as bad as I was thinking it would be for Old Spice. Well, but what I'm saying is there's only like seven ingredients yeah. versus a lot of other products that mm-hmm. maybe aren't geared towards exactly. men that yeah. have a bajillion. Like, yeah. I'm just saying is that, and this is totally a guess because I haven't done the research, but we should look into men's products. Do they have really less should. ingredients? I don't know, because I was going through all my stuff, and I said, why does Old Spice only have, like, six things? (laughs) And then every other product I have that's geared towards women has a bajillion. I guess. We really need to, like, do some research on this. Mm Mm-hmm. So, people, pull out your products and look. Pull out your products. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, so here's my product that I will be switching out, and we'll talk about later, but... Every day I wear my Garnier um, SPF moisturizer. It has water, glycerin, which isn't great, silica, which isn't great, dimethicone, which isn't great, um, glycerol. It has like a million ingredients is what we're saying. It also has ammonium, um, benzyl alcohol, which isn't the worst. Um, let's see. They have the EDTA again. Oh, and fragrance is the last thing but what could should be anything could be anything so i think like shark oil (laughs) um like whale barf like how they make perfume yeah Yeah, so this this is my one product with like not great ingredients that i will be subbing out okay i think probably for me too because mine is the avino positively radiant daily moisturizer sunscreen spf 30 which is distributed by johnson and johnson Did you no. know that Avino was Johnson & Johnson? I did not I didn't either, that. and I was like, oh, fuck. No. Um, so this no. one says oil-free, so, like, daily moisturizer for skin uh, with SPF in it um, that's oil-free, so it's non-cognogenic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, but the list yeah. of uh, ingredients on this is, like, all the enes and the zones and yeah. the para- there's methyl paraben there's all kind of parabens it looks like in this Ooh, i know yeah. uh so oops <laughs> i know same we just need to find another and that's product. the thing is that a a daily moisturizer with spf is so easy to switch out to something better guess what clinique has yeah. them i just got to drop the bucks <laughs> exactly I got a Sephora gift card. Oh. I can use it on this. <laughs> okay. Okay. The next the next thing I use every day is Col- Colgate Optic White Toothpaste. But uh, the ingredient list they have propylene glycol, sodium monofluorophosphate, which is the active ingredient, um, calcium pyrophosphate. There's a polymer in there. Hydrogen peroxide, um, sodium saccharin, silica. But I don't. I'm not that, like, educated about this. I think the propylene glycol is the only thing that's a little weird. And I would like to try a different toothpaste in the future, but I don't think... I'm just... I, I don't know. I don't know about the toothpaste. So I didn't put uh, my toothpaste because I use Colgate Optic White as well. Okay. Um, okay. So I, I'm obsessed with it. Like, I prefer it. So I know. I, I like it's it. Okay. I really do like it. It makes my teeth feel really clean, and it makes them whiter, like, visibly. Yeah. Um, so what I put is the Bosch and Lom BioTrue contact solution, and this contact solution is, like, number one recommended by ophthalmologists. Is that it? Op- Ophthalmologists. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, eye doctors. Um, so I don't think that there's anything bad in it. I don't know any of these ingredients, but it's just, like, 
hyaluronin, sulfabutane, poloxamine. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's clinically, like, it's a, it's not a prescription thing, but it's like a, it's a medicine almost, right? No. It's like recommend, it's like yeah. mimicking, like, um, not like a sterile solution, but kind of. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want bacteria to grow in your contact. That's like basically what it. Right. So I think that this is a good, I mean, BioTrue is such a good contact solution. If you have dry eyes like I do, definitely switch to this one. Even if you don't have Bosch and Lom contacts, I think that it's still really good to use for soft contact lenses. And that's another thing that I'll talk about when we talk about like recommendations. But like, I, I don't think this documentary like interviewed any dermatologist or whatever, but I think like when you're thinking about products and if it's like I don't know good or not if like it's recommended by a doctor like I'm a million more times to like believe what they're putting out like doctors recommend so many over-the-counter things and I think if you look it up like most of the time like the ingredients like really check out so that's like I feel like the be-all end-all if it says like dermatologist approved like ophthalmologist approved I think that is like something within itself as well to look out for next is our nighttime regimen yes um, I do want to get a new cream because this one's like pretty heavily fragranced, but I use the Glossier Rich um, Moisturizer as a night cream. It's hypoallergenic, dermatologist tested, paraben free, cruelty free, non comedogenic. I think it's like pretty good except for the fragrance. I believe there's a- lavender oil in there, so that could be like irritating to some people. So, yeah. So speaking of irritating and fragrances, mine is like hella fragranced mm-hmm. and my roommate couldn't use it because it burned her eyes. So that's why oh I got God. it. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So mine is the Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Concentrate. It's like a little uh, tincture bottle and it's Ooh. got a little oil in it. So um, like I said, it's got lavender oil, evening primrose oil, and squalane, uh, which are the like highlighted ingredients. And then the rest is like this really long ingredient i see citronella in there which i don't know oh about god. that <laughs> like i can't like the it's keeping the candles. flies off my face <laughs> oh my god um it's got all kinds of stuff uh that i don't know just a bunch of oils like a ton of essential oils like jojoba yeah, yeah. seed oil um rosa canina fruit oil like what is this so my roommate yeah. used it it burned her eyes she said it was too fragrant i've been mm-hmm. using it and i really like it i only put a drop on though so it's actually really lovely, but, like, I think the documentary mentioned something about essential oils, like, being, mm-hmm. like, watch out for them. Yeah, um, in that YouTube video that we talked about, it she said something, that we watched a video with the dermatologist that we'll talk about, but she says something along the lines of, like, if you take out, like, preservatives and, like, parabens, you're going to have to, like, up, like, essential oils and putting oils in the product and that's like kind of irritating to some people so she was basically saying there's like pros and cons of taking things out of products because then you're gonna have to like sub other things if that makes sense right and the taking out the the preservatives would cause like bacteria yeah stuff, yeah right? yeah okay. yeah right, right right so essential oils are eh. all up in this keels but you yeah. know i like it on my face so that's all um then let's talk about our eye creams yes so both are Clinique. Again, Clinique is um, where it's at. They. <laughs> we've talked about, I think we both have talked about these before, but all of them are <laughs> fragrance-free, sulfate-free, talc-free, mineral oil-free, alcohol-free, no parabens, no phthalates, no fragrance. Did you say no mineral oil? No mineral oil. Amazing. 
Just happy skin. Yeah, so Clinique. <laughs> Oil-free, denat- denatured alcohol. Woo! <laughs> okay, and then uh, lastly, let's talk about our hair products. Well, wait, wait, wait. Yours is the Clinique Pepstar Eye Cream. Mine is Clinique All About Eyes. Oh, rich. I thought they were the same. Just so you know. Oh. No, it's different. They're different. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I think they have the same thing going on, though. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is all of these things, allergy tested, fragrance-free, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's that's Clinique's Clinique. thing. Like, yeah. That's all their stuff, so. Okay. And then, um, so some hair products that we did. I have no idea if these are, like, okay or not, because I use them. What? Hask. Butane? I know, right? <laughs> so I need to do more research, but my Hask dry shampoo that I use, like, every other day, it has butane, propane, the fuck? alcohol it has rice starch which i guess is like a um like alternative to like other powders charcoal powder citrus peel oil um and sativa (laughs) and it does have fragrance but the butane and the propane i was like oh my god i need to like look more into this well isn't that have to do with it being like in an aerosol can that's what i thought but i was like what let me google it have propane cuz cuz you know how you can like put a lighter up and spray hairspray yeah it's just the chemical propellant so yeah it's only because it's like needs to be like squirted out also that reminds me of king of the hill propelled <laughs> <laughs> propane <laughs> yeah okay so mine is the living proof curl defining cream uh, that i use on my hair after i wash it to let it air dry with this stuff in. Uh, Living Proof is kind of like the Jennifer Aniston brand. Yeah. And she's like, uh, she's like, I love this stuff. And you can get it at Ulta. Um, it has no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates. Mm-hmm. And then it has like a long list of ingredients. But then it tells you like why each one is in there, which I really like. Yeah. Okay. Like it tells you, it's like emolent and polymer blend delivers flexible hold water polyurethane does this and this you know like it tells you why and then it has the whole list of all the shit that is fancy (laughs) mostly like alcohols and i don't know glycol and sodium benzoate all that living proof is amazing i used their dry shampoo one time but then i couldn't repurchase because it was so pricey it's very expensive. I highly <laughs> recommend when it's open again. TJ Maxx often has mm. little living proof treats sometimes in their hair section. Oh my God. Just like where I buy the Batiste. Oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to talk about my shampoo and conditioner because I used OGX Argan Oil Shampoo and Conditioner. And this is like for the price. It's, like, decent because it has no sulfates or parabens, and it's about, like, $7 for each bottle. It does have some, um, like, alls and dimethicone and some fragrance and some EDTA. But, again, like, we'll talk about it when we wrap everything up. But I think for the price, decent. I wash my hair every three days, whatever. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about my body wash for a similar reason. Um, I use the Kiwi Botanical Shower Gel, which uh, the flavor I have is Manuka Honey and Chamomile. Um, this Kiwi Botanicals actually, uh, I like tried it out as like a customer survey. Um, okay. So they gave it to me and I was like, whatever, I'll do this. I just need the cash, <laughs> you know. Um, but I really liked it. Um, it's sulfate-free, cruelty-free, and it's uh, s- sustainably sourced um, from New Zealand manuka honey. 
Uh, and it's PETA approved, which, you know, PETA's angry, so yeah. <laughs> it's hard Those to Those bees are them. getting great treatment. Yeah, so it doesn't have sulfates, parabens, phthalates, mineral oil, no silicones, no gluten, no triclosan, formaldehyde, and no propylene glycol. Uh, it's really, I think it's like a super guilt-free situation as far mm-hmm. as the cruelty-free and it has, it's free of all the stuff that is ooga booga. Um, and it really smells yeah. nice and it feels so clean after I use it. And also, I got quoted on their website because I said I like it. No way! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, screenshot it. We'll put it on okay. the podcast, on the I Instagram. <laughs> all right, I will. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> okay. So, talking about just like what we should switch up and like kind of like a counterpoint to this documentary if you're interested. So, um, We did some research about, like, how do we know, like, what products are bad? Like, how do we know what we we should switch up? So there's this website called the um, Environmental Working Group that is supposed to kind of, like, it's an activist group that, like, researches um, compounds and products and, like, it gives you, like, a rating of what's safe. But apparently this website is really biased. It's not really approved by scientists or doctors, and they kind of seem to promote companies they have staken potentially and also it's important to like point out that the fda has no definition of what is non-toxic or clean so just take that with a grain of salt but we found this um no i'll say this first so just going based off of like other research and like me being in the medical field and like you know like being in a clinic with dermatologists and like other people i think Going with what, like, the dermatologist, like, recommends or products they use themselves is always, like, a good place to start. So, in the office, there's always CeraVe, um, La Roche-Posay, and Cetaphil. So, I think those three brands are a good place to start. And as we talked about before, Clinique, um, Dove, Vichy, those are also, like, decent brands as just, like, a starting place. And they don't brand themselves as clean or anything, they more so brand themselves, I feel like, as, like, aligned with dermatology, like, approved products. But if you look at the ingredients, I think they're really good. So we watched this YouTube video of Dr. Dre. Not yeah. who you think. Not, yeah. D-R-A-Y, right? She's a dermatologist, and she had a lot to say. Yeah, so we'll link this YouTube video somewhere. But basically, um, she kind of has a gripe with this whole, like, clean beauty movement like given her perspective and we encourage you to watch the video but basically she says like mineral oil isn't that bad propylene glycol is safe um she kind of talks about what parabens are and how they're used to limit like irritation and skin sensitivity um and preservatives in like cosmetic products are really important for bacterial control um and different substitutes like may promote irritation in different people and basically she kind of just like encourages you not to fall into like bogus marketing and do your own research and kind of take everything with a grain of salt so I think that's important too because um we will talk about our overall thoughts and rating because one of my final thoughts is that I think this is a good documentary to watch I think it's entertaining it's like well put together But, again, if you applied, like, this logic to every single, like, product in your house, food you eat, article of clothing, like, you would just run yourself ragged with trying to eliminate, like, chemicals and potential, like, endocrine disruptors or whatever. So I think, like, it's important to think about, but you don't have to, like, be scared. (laughs) 
in my opinion. Yeah, do you like Dr. Dre? I do. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Okay. So, what do you think? What's the overall takeaway from this situation? I think the overall takeaway is just to, like, shed light on something maybe you didn't think about. Maybe to help people, like, consider limiting their product use if that's something that's important to you or subbing out things. But, again, I don't think there's any need to, like, stay up at night and, like, run yourself, make yourself crazy thinking about it. I think you can definitely find other options, and I think it's a good place to start by watching this documentary and maybe educating yourself a little. But don't get crazy, people. It's not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. It's not worth living in fear about everything because the literal air we breathe is going to kill us, probs. So, <laughs> And everything is multifactorial. It's like you can't talk about one thing in a vacuum. Like, we can't just talk about, like, baby powder. We also have to talk about, like, other things, you know? Because, like... It- Okay, let's say, like, your concealer has a paraben in it, and, like, you think that's linked to X, Y, and Z. Well, it's not like the one concealer is going to 100% lead to this one thing. You know, there's, like, lifestyle, diet, where do you live? Like, what things are you exposed to in the ground? Like, there's just, everything is so multifactorial. Like, it makes sense to maybe think smarter about your products, but there's no need to, like, throw away your whole, like, beauty regime and start over just for the sake of you know, eliminating some of these compounds. I think that's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Well, would you rate the documentary? Um, I think I would give it, like, four out of five stars, I guess. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think I think people should watch it. Um, if you're not... I'm kind of someone that is a hypochondriac, and I will start to think mm-hmm. that everything's wrong with me. Um... But if you don't really have that problem, definitely watch it. But also, like, it's not going to make you think you have that problem. It's just going to, I don't know, it just made me nervous about putting stuff on my face yeah. and my body. <laughs> and I guess that's what a good documentary does. Like, it makes you think about stuff. But I, I think it was, like, pretty well put together. And just take everything with a grain of salt. Maybe switch out a couple of your products. I know we will. But, you know... There's so many other problems in the world. Don't beat yourself up if you, like, weren't educated about this previously or you think you have, like, all these, like, bad products. Like, we're all, like, learning, you know? Yeah. I recommend. It was interesting. It killed an afternoon. Yeah, I did. I loved it. It was as good. It was entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Hold on. Uh, why am I bad at piano? <laughs> I'll figure it out later. I'm like playing it by ear, so I don't remember how it goes. Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> um, Neither I have I. to start practicing. But it sounds piano. Okay, to me. sorry. <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> With that, uh. Honor yourself today by getting naked, popping some popcorn, and watching this documentary. Also, uh, you should probably watch it before you listen to this episode. I forgot to say that. Exactly. But, yeah. We'll tell everyone to watch before. Yeah. We'll um, post it. We'll post yeah, it. Yeah. So, everybody have it. a great day. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.